Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the Deep Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Oh my god, hi. Welcome to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians watch and review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. Today we are talking Mission to Mars, and I am joined by comedians Claire and Hannah McDonald. Uh, Mission to Mars is a tricky one because Disney released it through Touchstone Pictures. That was their distribution label when they would want to release more content geared for an adult audience that wouldn't affect their family-friendly brand. However, this is directly connected to their ride in Disneyland, um, and the one that they've also repeated in other Disney parks as well. And like all Disney movies based on rides, it flopped. With a budget of $100 million, this film made about $111 million, and that, as we know, does not also include the marketing cost for this film as well. So our question is, like, why are they still doing this? Anyway, Claire, Hannah, and I had a great time, so without further ado, here we go. Oh my god, hello. Hi, hello. We're talk today we're talking about Mission to Mars. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, this season of the podcast does have a theme, and I realized when I asked everybody to do this theme, I didn't really tell them the theme. And um, I feel like with this movie, it's going to explain so much. The theme for this season has been Disney movies based on rides. Okay. Oh. And this one in particular is truly, truly wild because the story behind this is fascinating. This movie was released by Touchstone. uh, And by the way, I barely fact-checked this, so I could absolutely have small details wrong that change everything. (laughs) But what do we care? Um, So this movie is called Mission to Mars. It was released by Touchstone Pictures. What's something I learned recently, which I can't believe that this information is, is... relevant is that touchstone like studios was uh, a subset of disney studios where they were would release like more adult stuff like pg-13 rated r stuff um without touching the disney brand however this movie is like sort of like coordinated with their they have a ride called mission to mars and they took movie stuff from this movie and then put it in the ride and vice versa and it's like this weird thing where it is technically a movie released by Disney about one of the rides at their park, but it, they try to remove it so far and then at the last minute, like, connect it again, that it's wild. Huh. Um, yeah. That already so- explains some stuff, because I turned to Claire at the start of the movie and said, what is this rated? I won't, <laughs> I won't spoil which part. <laughs> I yeah, know. I'm surprised the answer is PG. Yeah. Yes! my husband looked it up and was like, there's no way this is a Disney movie. And I was like, shit, because we watched it yesterday. It's like, mm-hmm. shit, did I just make my two friends watch a movie that has nothing to do with <laughs> Disney? And then tomorrow I have to say like, well, spoiler alert, this movie, nothing. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it was PG. And a lot of people get like fully blown up. Yeah, see, that's well, the part where you saw the blood like explode <laughs> out of the body. I, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, we were just talking about Hereditary like a couple hours earlier. And I was like, this is, 
basically the hereditary <laughs> moment again in this Disney movie. It and was, I also was confused because it's not on Disney Plus. So this yeah. explains oh, yeah. a little bit. By the way, I absolutely owe you at least four dollars for what we once again. I thought this would be on Disney Plus, and then I went. And I was like, yeah. I figured out the whole history of this thing. And I was like, oh my god, how annoying. Well, I'll say it was it was worth four dollars just, yes. just because of how much it made me think. Well, let's start. So yeah, let's talk about what were our thoughts, our general feelings after watching the movie. Uh, well, <laughs> my main thought was they could have picked up the pace uh, a lot of the time. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And I yeah. and I think I would have been. So I would have found it so engaging if they just like put it on 1.5 speed. Is that, that's faster. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. I had the same thought. I, I, for a second wanted to check my prime settings to see if you could do that. <laughs> like you can with a, with a podcast. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was like the action was very slow. It was, and certain parts where it was really underscored because I completely agree. It was really underscored by parts that, should have been fast and require action, but everybody's just kind of like looking around. Um, and we'll get to that. And there was a moment where I was like, truly the most scary thing that's ever happened to these people is happening to them. And they're all just kind of like, um, <laughs> yeah. do you want to move? Should I move? It was b- 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 bonkers. Um, yeah. yeah, this movie was so, so it definitely was very slow. And I was also surprised with like, for as much happens in this movie that happens in this movie, the, truly, the stakes were so low to me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't care about a lot of what was going on. I was like, I understand this is a big deal, but I don't know you that well, so I don't quite care that this is happening to you. Yeah. And also, everybody kind of is, it, the the writing is, so, the dialogue is so choppy and exposition-y that mm. you really don't like anybody. And then... They're going through the most insane plot I think I've ever seen in a movie. Ever seen. But I, the whole time I was like, oh, well. Yeah. What, what are you going to do? That's how it goes on Mars. Right. <laughs> and they yeah. just kind of jumped. For as slow as the action was, they really did like set up this whole big party, then jumped to Mars. And I'm like, well, we don't, we don't know you guys yet. And now you're here. <laughs> yeah, I have questions about like some of the wives we saw at the party. I wish we could have like seen what what was going on with them while everyone else was up in space truly yeah. or at least like n- honestly none of it made sense and there were so many parts that that full okay well let's get into the plot because this full first like um backyard barbecue scene it what it was full of things that were truly i it made me think it would be interesting but it absolutely mm-hmm. wasn't first of all set in the year 2020 I guffawed. I couldn't believe it. I was like, ruined forever. Yeah, that was crazy. They, what a year to pick. <laughs> we were they did not know what they were doing. Before they flashed the year to us, we were watching and we're like, is this supposed to be set in the future? And the only reason I got that was because of the Dr. Pepper bottle. And then Claire was like, look at that Dr. Pepper bottle. And I was like, well, that looks wrong. Is this the future? And then it was our most recent past. Yeah, for real. And then also when he drives up in that fucked up car that is yeah. like yeah. kind of a go-kart, I missed the Dr. Pepper bottle. But when he drove up in that car, I was like, oh, is that because he's like in NASA and they have fun cars? Right. And then it, then my husband was like, oh, no, this is set in the year 2020. It's like, <laughs> okay. 
Like, oh, yeah, I I thought it was like the '60s at first, <laughs> that, like, the vibe of their party. Yeah, but, their house was very '60s too. Yeah. Oi. Mm-hmm. So, in the year 2020, the Mars One mission launches for Planet Mars, commanded by Luke Graham, Don Cheadle. Upon arrival, the team discovers a white... Oh, okay, so they completely skip over the entry. The, well, let's just talk about the party at the beginning. How could they not talk about the party? <laughs> you would be surprised. Every time, every time we read these plots, they're always foregoing major scenes to put in, like, actual history details that nobody cares about. Like, they'll name... Like, based off of the NASA mission, this, like, nobody watching this cares about what mission this is based on. Yeah. So they open at this party where it's a bunch of astronauts who are about to go up, and um, there's a little bit of drama because one of the wives is allowed to go up because she's also an astronaut, and the other wives are mad at her. So that's going on. But there's also this plot where our main character, um, Gary Sinise, is real depressed because I think... And I gotta be honest, I did take two gummies before I watched this, and I truly don't know what happened to his wife. I know something happened to her, and I know that she, like, kind of predicted that there was aliens on Mars. Yeah. But I don't know if she died or or how she died. I just totally missed it, and then it was not that relevant to the story, so I never right. caught it up again. I sick? Because didn't he say something about having to take care of her? There was, like, a moment of maybe 45 minutes in where he's like watching home footage of his life. I, I don't know. I don't know how that <laughs> <laughs> no, no. was there. But I think we did see a flash of her like um, being sick. Oh. I, I assume remember- she died from some like some sickness. Something, some space yeah. sickness maybe. Um, Cause she was an astronaut, right? She, yeah. okay. Right? Girl, I don't know. Um, I think, oh, it was in the montage. They showed that clip of them, like in front of the fake Hawaii background. Yeah, yeah that speech at the party for whatever reason. <laughs> I think she, on camera. she has to have been an astronaut because every like the banter we saw between them in this home footage, everything was like some sort of space pun. And she, if she would <laughs> be able to put up with that, I think she would have to be part of it. She'd have to be so into it because it was yeah. annoying. Yeah. Um, also, Don Cheadle and Gary Sinise have like this too close relationship for me where they're like, Gary Sinise almost missed their party. And then Don yes. Cheadle, like his wife came up to him and was like, you can't do that to him. And then he round the corner and he was like, man, you can't do that to me. That's like, yeah. what's going on here? And the way that his wife hugged him. And so intimate. He was like fraught with sexual tension already. I was like, is there a backstory here where they like, used to all be in this relationship or like that or I, there felt like there was some sexual history that they weren't addressing it seemed like they were about to kiss before john che- john J- don Cheadle came around the corner but that was really did that was i'm so glad you said that because my ass was sitting on the couch being like Devin, you need to be less perverted these people are not hooking up it seemed like a swingers party but there it were did. kids there yeah everybody's kind of like wandering around and there's also a weird scene where there's one guy who's speaking in a Russian accent, but is so clearly a bad Russian accent. And he's talking to Tim Robbins and then their wives come up and I couldn't place which, what relationship was which part of the relationship. And then he made some weird, yeah. like sexist joke about like, mm, you got to listen to what I say. Right. And she was like, mm, okay. <laughs> it was like, yeah, there's so much happening at this party that 
I don't know what to focus on. Turns out none of it's even relevant enough to put in the plot description of this. <laughs> like, no, they started really big with this party and then jumped straight to Mars and no <laughs> the party ever again. And the setup of the sun at the party where he's, he's like, who's going to read bedtime stories to me? No mention of the sun ever again until the, toward the very end when he is mentioned again. So weird. Also, yeah. like, no... I also didn't know who was going to space, who wasn't going to space. At one point, and we could jump around, because at one point after they see the tornado with a face, mm -hmm. they cut back to a spaceship, which I they had shown a spaceship before. And then all the people that I thought like weren't going on, the, like I thought Gary Sinise wasn't supposed to be able to go on this thing. Little yeah. do we know, he's just not allowed to be on Mars. He could be at the spaceship. Mm -hmm. It was so dumb to me yeah but they truly were just like okay now we're done with that and here now we're here at a different location and we're not going to explain at all why they're connected or how what's going on why? no <laughs> and a lot of the people that they set up at the party that initially ended up on mars they all get killed off within the first 10 minutes 10 minutes <laughs> like who are we supposed to care about and then that's why later on when some other people died i was like well i don't care i'm not attached to anybody yeah <laughs> yeah These people can go at any moment <laughs> and go like brutally <laughs> ripped into pieces oh god so in the year 2020 oh and i should be setting a timer because i know we'll go over if i'm not keeping track of my time um, so in the year 2020, the Mars One mission lands on the planet Mars, com commanded by Don Cheadle. Upon arrival, the team discovers a bright white formation in the Sedona region, which by the way, when they named that region, I wondered if that's really happened. That must kind of happen. But I always thought in space, they just like name things with letters and numbers. Um, huh. Who knows? I've never thought about it. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that like certain stars will be named that, but I guess like mm -hmm. Mars is close enough that we would want to give it a name like like yeah. this county yeah. of mars um which they suspect is an extrusion from a subsurface geothermal column of water useful for future future human colonization after reporting this to the earth orbiting world space station they go to investigate the formation and hear a low sound on their communication system the radar initially reports that the formation is metal but when they increase the power of the radar, a large vortex appears and kills everyone except Luke. <laughs> After the vortex subsides, the formation is revealed to be a part of a large humanoid face. So I thought I had an idea of what this movie would be until the moment we see the face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I truly, I mean, first of all, the tornado was a lot. Yeah sure was and then i'm thinking oh, okay well it's it's going to be like a hostile environment this will be a rescue mission and then the tornado has a face it has like something inside that's like kind of moving it mm -hmm. like okay that's more fucked up than i thought um maybe there's like some sort of something it, it truly brutally kills that woman's hit in the face with a boulder through her mask yeah <laughs> like what it was a lot it was yeah. so much and I was confused off the bat because when I saw the face, I was like, did somebody just get turned into that? But no, that was the thing in the ground. Yeah, and I think Hannah was looking down when the face appeared because I was making her sew a hole in a, in one of my sweatshirts for me because I don't know. 
Okay, so, so that's where my confusion came from. <laughs> I was like, look, look, you're missing something. And I think you were like, is that an alien? Because there really was no, it could have been anything. Yeah. And I don't, you use the word humanoid. I yeah. just want to turn yeah. to that for a second. <laughs> What's, the difference? What's the difference between saying a human face and a humanoid face? I think truly the confusion that you were just outlining, which is where like, it could be human, but it could also be anything else. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm taking from it. Because, and then when we get to the reveal at the end, which I was like, oh, maybe they're supposed to kind of look like people, but they yeah. don't. Yeah. It was, it was nuts. And I mean, they truly do kill these first three people in a brutal fashion. Yeah, right. One of them just like explodes, don't they? That's that's the point when I turned and I said, what is this rated? Yeah. <laughs> the blood just exploded out. It was, uh, Really so, unlike anything I've ever seen before. Truly, and also not just unlike anything I've ever seen because it's like, oh, wow, what a brutal movie. But also, like, the previous scene, they're kind of like two-step into earth, wind, and fire at a barbecue. <laughs> And then immediately they're on Mars and a tornado with a face is exterminating them. Yeah. It jumps so quickly. So slow because they're like, Don Cheadle was like, like digging in a rock wall or something. It was like really slow and then boom, tornado. I, thank you. I'm glad you say that because also as the tornado is happening, there's so much time to run. There's so much downtime and they're all kind of exchanging looks and sort of like, what is that? What? And I was like, you were on an alien planet. You were on Mars. These are supposed to be scientists. Nobody has any urgency. Nobody says like, hey, let's back up and, and figure out like what's going on here. Everybody's just sort of like, what's going to happen next? I have no idea. And then they all die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wild. So the event creates an electromagnetic pulse that the space station observes, after which it receives a distressing message from Luke, realizing that Luke couldn't have left because the pulse had damaged their computer system of the ERV, or Earth Return Vehicle. They repurpose Mars 2 mission into a rescue. Months later, I also missed this. I thought this was all happening, like, over the span of a weekend. <laughs> yeah, until you see... No, Don Cheadle. Facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. Time has passed. By the way, when they get this news of what has just happened on Mars, we're watching a sex scene, essentially. Yeah. yeah. They won't stop making out. They're about <laughs> to have sex. They will not leave the room to go hear the, the message. Like, what is this rated? It's so wild. And they're doing like, like space dirty talk, right? Which was so annoying. I'm yeah. Like, what a turn off. First of all, God bless Tim Robbins, but like you're already in space. Everybody probably reeks. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And then I also could, and I got so bored because the movie's pretty boring. I got so bored that I started thinking about like, what do they, do astronauts have to sort of prepare to just potentially have sex with their other astronauts? Because like astronauts can be in space for like four years. Yeah. And you would imagine, like, they always say, like, don't room with someone you find remotely attractive because then eventually, if you're roommates, something could happen. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's, like, one of the weird things that they have to sort of say, like, okay, this is human behavior and you are going to be in space. So 
just well, know. maybe maybe that's why they're required to have a swingers party the night before <laughs> they leave so that they can just like something to like, dream about something to take with them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i also thought it was speak not to go back to that party but the party was happening i don't know what the hell is going on in the rest of this movie um there was a weird storyline where they're all the wives were jealous because this woman was going up to space and at first i was like well she's an astronaut and the movie hasn't led us to believe that any of you are astronauts so i don't know where the confusion is coming from yeah and then as part as they start to go to Mars, once again, so much happens in this movie, yet it feels so boring. Mm-hmm. They're, they launch into Mars after their sex scene, after they sort of say, like, you have to go. And there's all this confusion about, like, can um, Gary Sinise go? Can, is he allowed to go? And they let him go. They're, here, let me see. This, months later, as Mars rescues consistently uh, wait consisting of commander blah 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 the whole team um nears mars orbit they discover that a satellite imagery of the formation area is covered with static micro meteoroids breach the ship which i feel like they would be prepared for that causing damage that leads the engines to blow up so this whole thing i didn't know that they were on that thing for months i thought truly thought it was a weekend Mm -hmm. immediately their spaceship is blowing up Mm -hmm. They have to like make a decision to sort of hop into space and try to like catch another piece of ship that also has something you can get inside and land with. Yeah, they they didn't have a plan. They didn't have any backup plans in any of these situations. I think one of what a piece of dialogue literally was like we didn't do this in the simulation like and then we're yeah, prepared for anything i'm gonna try this thing i think it'll work and then i think tim robbins is like have did we try that before and uh wh- what's the guy from stand by me's name uh jerry o'connell jerry o'connell he's like are you kidding we didn't have the funds for that anyway i'm gonna go try it like <laughs> it's so stupid <laughs> And then when they go, so first of all, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the thing. The most, to me, the most exciting point, uh, actually, no, the most exciting point was probably the end because it was just so fucking out of left field. But they, one thing that was almost remotely entertaining was when they start to do space missions and they have to like plug up the ship and stuff, you really, it really made me feel like, oh my God, space is fucking scary. I don't know why any, I used to want to be an astronaut. I should say this. Oh. as a child yeah yeah you're from ohio no 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 no. as a child i wanted to be an astronaut (laughs) i am from pennsylvania though which is not too far off okay because i mean everyone from ohio wants to be an astronaut (laughs) and is they they all are maybe i was from western pennsylvania honestly i was from western pennsylvania it was probably bleed over carryover (laughs) i wanted to be an astronaut and then i went to the science space like a uh, science center in pittsburgh and I did that thing that I always saw in the NASA commercial. So I don't even I don't know if it's anything. Exactly. But I projectile vomited on everybody who was waiting in line. And I was so <laughs> humiliated. I, that day, gave up the dream of being an astronaut. I was like, I can't do it. I don't have the stomach for it. Um, so funny. <laughs> in reality, though, there's also like 16 astronauts at any given time. So it's like the hardest job to ever get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they 
they're they're trying to put the spaceship back together and then they realize they can't because it like blows up a piece of like i guess frozen fuel which i didn't think fuel would freeze i don't know why i feel like if liquor doesn't freeze why does fuel freeze i don't know and they focused on it so long it looks like a white like an icicle Mm-hmm. And the camera's following this like sickle for what felt like 20 minutes as it slowly <laughs> comes around the back of the thing. I'm like, okay, what does it matter? And then the moment it's hit with flames that are clearly much more powerful than this one foot long icicle of fuel, it blows up the whole ship and they have to jump from the remains to try to catch another booster. Uh-huh. Fucking I want to point wild. out leading up to that because i have a theory that this movie might have been sponsored by dr pepper they yeah. used dr pepper to figure out where the hole in the ship is and i i don't think i would have noticed it had we not had a full conversation about the weird dr pepper pan, pan oh. party. this is just a, a side note we can move back to the junk but i just want to say i think dr pepper had something to do with the making of this movie i dr. think you were and m&ms right oh, yeah that- m&ms and maybe it's like movie like movie snacks product placement the movie there was also like uh like some sort of like petroleum ad in the middle of it that i i couldn't remember my husband was like yeah they got a lot of sponsors i remember when the because it's like a space pack of dr pepper yeah it was like she had to squeeze it yeah and he like it's like a capri sun of dr pepper basically Mm -hmm. and when they launch it because everything in space is so slow it's just a dr pepper ad moving towards the camera for (laughs) honestly a minute and a half this movie is so stupid (laughs) i fucking love dr pepper dr pepper is good okay uh dr pepper do you do cherry doctor i have a theory yes i have a theory that everybody who loves dr pepper myself included is also a cherry coke person or a cherry dr pepper it's all the same yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. i'm cherry cherry coke all the way yeah yeah um cherry coke is the bomb it's so good. But okay. you know what's not good? When they try to do like like raspberry like shit. Yeah. Oh, like, the, like the Coke freestyle machines where you can put yeah. like orange. That's nasty. Why would you ever do that? That is disgusting. I I don't even like the vanilla cherry cross. Oh, no, 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 no. It's too much for me. Yeah. Wait, have you guys tried the space Coke? Yes, the star- Stardust or whatever. Claire, mm-hmm. I we tried it together. We did. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying it, it, it's coming, it's bringing us back to space. (laughs) There's also in, speaking of Disney, in Disney World, they have this huge thing in Epcot where you're like, you could try sodas from around the world. And there's one called Beverly that's like a notorious prank because it tastes god awful. It tastes 10 times worse than like just straight tonic water would taste. Um, And that's all I have on that. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta try it. It's named Beverly. If you see it, if you see Beverly, give her a try. Okay. Um, so they launch, uh, they try to jump from one spaceship to another. And they have what I'm assuming is maybe like a shot glass worth of fuel in their jetpacks because they truly run out of shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to make the jump. Tim Robbins, like, and I can't remember the cadence of it, but essentially they run out of fuel and Tim Robbins can get the... Uh, can get them hooked onto the other thing if he goes alone and sort of like sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. He does. His wife, uh, in the middle of morning, tries to save him and flies like halfway out, stops at exactly 
then shoots a grappling hook, like a space yeah. grappling hook to try to save him. It doesn't work. He knows that she'll still waste her thing. So he like unclips his head or like his helmet and freezes to death in an instant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that looks like such a nice way to go. It was yeah. so quick. There's no, it seems like the most like peaceful. He, and he was like happy. He was smiling. He was happy to do it. That was the best part of the movie. I was like, yeah. two minutes earlier, his, his slow fall where he couldn't grab onto anything and then like drifted off into space. Yeah. He went like that when he took off his helmet. Because yeah. his options were to violently burn up in the atmosphere or to quickly freeze to death. Yeah. Hello. It's obvious. Also, that shit would suck. To be like lost in space, that yeah. shit would be awful. I know my ass would stay sucking on that air for as long as possible. <laughs> just like. <laughs> yeah. Until I had to like. Uh-huh. Horrible way to go. Until you projectile vomit all over your own helmet. <laughs> and NASA like radios that. in and says like, we knew you didn't take the, the test. We knew <laughs> so dumb. Um, and then they, they make their way to Mars. They go into this like little thing, this uh um what's it called? Woody launches himself at the module and manages to oh the other reason I brought up those ladies at the the thing is then they were right about this. Like they were like, you don't we we don't let couples go to space because they don't think right. And then this woman is immediately proving them right, which I mean, I don't know. I've never been in space where my loved one is like <laughs> careening towards their death, but <laughs> um, so I can't be too judgmental. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so weird to write in that like these sort of like the the wives were jealous at the beginning and then but but also they were ultimately right. Yeah, um, like why would they know that? Yeah. Okay, this is like a conversation we were having over the weekend about Mount Everest and how if you go up with somebody, you cannot help them. Like it's part of you have to agree when you go up. Like if you are up there with your loved one and they get lost or fall or whatever, you can't help them. You have to save yourself. So why would you ever like agree to go up with your loved one? Yeah. Space, I guess. Yeah. Wow. You just have that to leave your person. Awful. Mm -hmm. Climbing a mountain to me sounds worse than going to space. I was just trying to decide which sounds worse. I would never, ever want to do either. I think I would die before doing either. Yeah. I don't want to climb a mountain. I don't want to go to space, and I don't want to like go deep sea anything. God no. The ocean's the scariest of them all. We know yeah. less about the ocean than we know about space. Yeah. And at least space, it's like a guaranteed quick death, like we already said. Like you just like, like you'd have to just drown to death if something happened in the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And freeze to death on Mount Everest. That shit is, uh, who knew space was so fun? <laughs> <laughs> Sounding better and better by the second. <laughs> Honestly, let's go. Um, we, so then they get to Mars and they go into the, like their like little setup situation. They start to notice that there's oxygen in the air and they find a greenhouse. Okay. Here's the thing. What, none of the science, for, for a movie that is so focused on ensuring that the science is like semi-decent, like things are floating in space at the correct thing. They're like, they're not zooming through space. They're like painfully and boringly floating through space to try to save each other. Then they get to Mars and they're kind of like, actually, the air is pretty much like, you just need a couple houseplants and that gives four people enough oxygen. And also the temperature is like kind of 
relaxing room temperature. Yeah. I don't understand how the greenhouse was built to begin with. It makes no sense. There's, It's just tarps, and half of them are, like, blowing in the wind. Yeah. And so Don Cheadle had enough, his wits about him enough to build this greenhouse, get it up and running, be making oxygen, breathing it in. And, and yet, for the first 30 seconds of them interacting with him again, he has lost his whole mind. <laughs> but then they <laughs> into it within 30 seconds. That's... Yeah, I wanted to see that. I, want, I wish they let him lose his mind harder and longer yeah because it really he switched so quickly i would i would like to see a different version of this film where he just like he just brutally murders yeah it, it would be one much more interesting two it would make sense it wouldn't make sense that somebody to your points like it's not gonna make sense that you lose your mind and then have one solid hug from your bestie and it's all fine you've been living on a rock and his wig was so bad. The wig and the facial hair, this poor Don Cheadle. Thank God they shaved it. I don't know where they got clippers, but thank God they did. Yeah, all of a sudden he's got like a, a baby face. Fade. <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, did he not speak up? Like they put that on him and he was like, yeah, okay. It was offensive almost. It was so offensive. I mean, it's just a reminder of like, oh yeah, this was just the norm. Yeah. 20 years ago. I mean, 2000 is 20 years ago, which for my 30-year-old ass is wild to believe. But it's it's so bad. It's like a joke almost. Yeah. And they you first see him, he like pops up like a horror movie. <laughs> I was like, well, what movie are we in now? And then they don't then they don't actually show him for not like another two minutes, but not in a suspenseful way. And it just uh, like, oh, are we forgetting that he just like popped up behind him? Yeah, he and was like he did the hair to like make him scary in that moment. I yeah. don't know. He was perfectly behind him for like two minutes after we knew he was there. But like you said, it wasn't like suspenseful. It was like they just the camera was in the wrong spot or something, and they yeah. didn't realize he was blocked from view. <laughs> And then also there's a moment where the next thing they cut to is the reflection of like uh, an ice pick in the air. Like once again, going right back to the horror movie. Yeah. It was like, it was so disjointed and weird. It was, but I, I will give this scene a little bit of credit because it felt like something exciting was happening and something I understood i understood what was happening <laughs> yeah truly it was like oh okay this makes sense it is also like a normal reaction to something we've already seen yeah because everybody else is sort of like when even when they land on mars nobody takes a moment to be like we just watched our best friend die or anything yeah. everybody yeah. i was so, i mean what are you gonna do but she his wife was immediately like digging up rocks and stuff <laughs> i was like nobody's even gonna take a moment to like cry into their weird and the helmets looked like cgi but they weren't yeah, it was like off-putting to me. It it looked, you know, that feeling where you think you see something out of the corner of your eye, and then you look and you're like, "I didn't see that." Yeah. But then you spend the next thirty seconds being like, "But what if I did?" Uh huh. I had that feeling watching their faces. Oh, yeah, it was like they just superimposed onto it or something. It's like they got to act outside the helmets, but then they put it in. The, like I I couldn't understand it either. Like when she had her big crying moment with no tears when her husband <laughs> froze 
I was like, it looks like you acted this scene outside of the helmet. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, it looked like one of those elves, like face on the hole thing yeah, that you used to send it around. Did. It was so, and why? Just put him in a helmet. Yeah. Funky. Just, okay. So then they f- sort of figure out that, okay, the survivors arrive on the surface of Mars and they begin repairing the ERV. Luke uh, is living in a greenhouse. It shows them pictures of the face and reveals the pulse in the low sound heard represented in the 3D model of human-like DNA, but missing a pair of chromosomes. So once again, and also like, what the fuck is Jerry O'Connell's deal where he's like, I made the perfect woman. And he's that like- was so weird. It was so weird and like, anno- and we had to watch it twice. We had to, yeah, and, and, back in case you <laughs> forgot. And, and then also they worked it into a major plot point in the movie. So like it had, it carries weight in the film. Uh-huh. Yeah. That he's like making a DNA strand of his perfect woman. Yeah. I would love if they showed it and it was like a goblin. You know, <laughs> like he's like kind of fucked up and is like somebody with the head of a giraffe or something. Yeah. It was so weird. Um, Jim determines that they must complete the sequence to pass a test, which nobody's brain would ever go there. And they send a rover to broadcast the, com- the completed signal via radar. Following the transmission, an opening appears on the side of the structure with a massive dust storm approaching Jim, Terry, and Luke head for the formation while Phil stays to finish repairing the ERV to avoid the, the dust storm. Okay. So, one, he, and I don't remember at what point it was, but at some point he, like, has an old video of his wife mm-hmm. that he's like watching either on the space station or on Mars and it essentially is her saying like what if it's actually real aliens out there and we just don't know and all this stuff mm-hmm. so which I is get... something anyone can say everyone said that truly everyone's considered what if there are aliens yeah there's a, a child could have that theory <laughs> like, okay lady um, and then he they show that so that he can then say what if it's a test nobody in their right goddamn mind would ever think that like oh this face on the side of a mountain is sending a test to us no and that the test is like figure out the last pair of chromosomes that fit this dna string it was so wild yeah the the flashback of the video and the flashback to the to jerry o'connell's Eminem DNA is combined in his mind to say, oh, this is a test. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so they go over to also like it, it's weird the parts of this movie where they decide to follow a logical train of thought and where they decide not to follow a logical train of thought because like they don't they send the rover so that it doesn't like blow up in their face again. But then we have to have a scene where they're just kind of like, oh, it's safe. And then walking slowly across the surface of Mars. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, they like can replicate that this is a test from an alien. Like, make it make sense. Like, if it's not going to yeah. be, if it's going to be illogical, just like let them be there so that they can walk right in. Right. Like, yeah. It's not this weird slow, like, oh, now we can go. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like what they... It's like they are testing us to see if we're paying attention. Like that's the real. <laughs> it's 
movie. <laughs> and you know what? I think I I could be wrong, but I believe I read that three people wrote this movie. So it's not one person who's like, yeah, this makes sense. It's three separate people saying, yeah, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So there was a, they were bouncing this off of each other. One of them won a Peabody Award. I just checked on it and that's his oh. thing, so. speaking of okay i do have to ask this question when the thing opened up Mm -hmm. what did at that point in the movie what did you think the next thing would happen would be because i'll tell you what i did not think that they would walk inside of that thing no and then okay so i have never seen 2001 a space odyssey but from the imagery i know of it was this an homage to part of that movie is there like a stark white hallway with a light like it felt like the poster of 2001 i've i've never seen it but i did read a ton of reviews on this movie afterwards where they said it's really derivative of of mm-hmm. uh, oh, so not homage, just derivative yeah more <laughs> like they're like okay 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 what do we know about space what do we know about space put that space movie on we'll get some ideas and the next thing yeah. you know it's like a worse version of the movie but yeah i did not think they would walk in i didn't think and then when they walk in and it's truly stark white Mm-hmm. I was so annoyed. I don't know why. I was so violently annoyed. It didn't fit. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. It, it made no sense. It was finally something remotely interesting happening mm-hmm. where I'm like, what the fuck is going to go on here? And then everything about it, like taking the helmet off and taking the gloves off and every every move, I was just like, y'all, do we need to know? Do we need to know what's in this face? Like, why not wait till there's a team here or something? Yeah. Wild. Then they continue to go through the face, like different parts of the face open. There's like this weird projection. And then just casually out saunters an alien. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Who I guess has just been waiting? (laughs) Well, they passed the test. I know, I was like, how old is this woman? Yeah. What? She, like, what? <laughs> She's just been here this whole time? Or they or him or whatever. This is mind. So what? And then it has like a full presentation prepared. Mm-hmm. And then we find out the true twist of this movie was that like um a meteor hits Mars a million years ago, and then all the Martians leave, but they send a seed to earth that is what we are. So we are Martians and they are us. And then our our boy, uh, Gary Sinise, decides at the very last moment, hey, I'm actually going to stay with the alien and, yeah. and go into space. What would you two have done in the same scenario? Andy and I were truly discussing this because it was the only interesting thing that happened in the whole movie. I think If you I, were him? If you were him, what would you do? Well, okay, so he is so hung up on his dead wife, you know, understandably so. So I think if I was him and I was permanently grieving my wife who really believed in aliens, I think I would stay too. I'd be like, I have nothing else to live for on earth. My wife believed in aliens. Mm-hmm. Here's an alien. This is for her. Yeah. yeah. It was super convenient that she was dead. Yeah. I think he was like, well, I've got nothing going on back on earth. And I do think the way that you described the alien like sauntering out, now I'm wondering if there was like a spark there between them. Honestly, there might as well have been. 
there's no sparks on earth he was such a downer when he showed up at that party <laughs> in that what, what would you have done did you decide i would have absolutely stayed i mean like what is uh, the moment andy was like i probably wouldn't have stayed or get back on the ship and like go tell somebody mm. um but my thinking would be at that point of like i barely survived getting here and like who am I to stand in the way of figuring out what's at the end of the universe? Yeah. Also, though, we know my history of wanting to be an astronaut. I'm an explorer at heart. That's true. Really? <laughs> in your future. At it's in heart. Your DNA. It's in my. <laughs> oh, so dumb. <laughs> so, an invitation is offered to one of the group members to follow. Oh, it was only offered to one. I thought they were offering it to everybody. Oh. Uh, maybe who knows it's not clear uh the uh, invitation was let to the martians jim accepts the invitation bidding farewell to terry and luke and is sealed inside a small capsule terry and luke race back to the erv and arrive just as phil is about to take off they barely escape the dust storm into space as jim's uh as jim's capsule nearly clips them in space how fun would that have been (laughs) (laughs) i didn't like that Phil, Phil was the one who was waiting for them. He was like, where's Jim? And the whoever said back, he's getting a different ride or something. So his yeah. Ryan was like, <laughs> he caught a different ride. When they, that does not answer the question at all. <laughs> it's not time to be cheeky. Yeah, it's really not. The quips and stuff. Also, like whenever they... Um, radio in he's about to press the button to launch but he's waiting he's waiting they're like he's gonna wait no matter what you tell him and Mm -hmm. then he has like i mean jerry o'connell was probably my favorite person in this movie barring the weird i'm gonna build my own girlfriend bit um (laughs) but he then has a moment where he's like kind of shitty to them and i'm like just let just everybody needs to focus on how dire of a situation this is (laughs) yeah wild and also when he's waiting to push the button, the way that they, the shot is set up, I don't know if you guys thought this, it was so phallic the way it was like just his finger, like hovering over the button. And it's like, they could have been further back. We could have seen more of the hand, but it was like skin colored. And it wasn't the first time I thought like, am I, am I seeing a dick right now? <laughs> and I maybe what is this movie rated? Seriously, I was like, this has to be intentional. Yeah, I will say I did notice how close the shot was because, but I only thought like, oh, that's such an ugly shot. It's two buttons and one finger, mm-hmm. um, so wild. But to your point, now that I think about, it, I'm like, yeah, it's incredible because it, it truly was like knuckle up and then two huge ugly buttons. Yeah, <laughs> one that just says like launch, press to launch it, <laughs> and the other one just might as well have said like, oh, wait ten minutes and I want to get a launch. <laughs> just so so dumb. Um, so then uh, we are left to assume that Jim goes off and lives a wonderful life with the Martians and that our rest of our people make it home. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I wanted more of this movie, but I, <laughs> I'm saying that, that it's a weird choice to leave that open-ended when we, we dived into the details on so many other things. Yeah, that's so true. Now, see, I guess we are supposed to assume the positive, but based on everything that happened and how they react in dire situations and the fact that they don't seem particularly logical people, I think it's equally safe to assume they all die. They all, all of them die. Why not? 
Yeah. Also, something else that was wild about this is they kept cutting back to people on the main, like, er, like what was it called? The, um, the, the big space station. Yeah. They mm-hmm. keep cutting back to people, and I keep kept going, like, is that person important? Do we have to, like, know what they're saying here? I would forget about them till we'd see them again and be like, oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy with a Russian accent is talking. <laughs> and then we never see him again. Mm-mm. So stupid. Also, there was a moment. What was that moment? Uh, I think, Claire, you brought it up. Of They, they mentioned this story, like, I'm going to read Treasure Island with you. Oh yeah, Hannah was talking about that. And then they that's how they snapped on Cheadle back into it. That's, right? that's the only other reference to the son. He's like, You have yes. a son and you were reading Treasure Island. And then John Don Cheadle's like, Oh, oh my god, it's oh my me, god. it's you. Yeah. Oh my god. Poor Don Cheadle. Poor Jerry O'K. Poor everybody in this movie, with the exception of like, for some reason I got the energy that this was Gary Sinise's masterpiece. Like he was really <laughs> passionate about it. I don't know why. I, I'm not a fan of him and I've never really paid attention to him too much in other stuff, but he was uh-huh. so, any of those tiny baby bangs. I've never seen a man with like micro bangs. Yeah. You better believe if I had a full thick hairline, I would have micro bangs this exact <laughs> I would have cut them just for this podcast. They're, <laughs> they were like micro bangs, but they also kind of like side swept. They were yeah. <laughs> haircut of the future <laughs> and that everyone's gonna be wearing in 2020 and honestly they were dead on maybe <laughs> was he in apollo 13 oh somebody maybe. in this movie was in apollo 13 and so i said well why did they do this movie they have apollo 13 under their belt yeah he was in apollo 13 yeah wow and then and then he went and did this and he did it, wait a minute. Oh, it was Apollo 13 after this. No, no it was five years earlier. Okay, cool, cool. He did this five years later. Oh my God. I mean, maybe he just had the time of his life doing Apollo 13 and wanted to recreate it. Maybe he's a big space guy, yeah. A little space freak. <laughs> a space sicko. Uh, so at the end of this movie, what on a scale of one to 10, what would you give this film? Hmm. I'll go first to give you some time to think. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give it a solid five. Okay. Um, because there were parts where I truly was like, now, what's happening now? But not enough to ever <laughs> recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd give it a sober four. But I think that if I were playing a drinking game with friends, it could be like a seven. Oh, we just had a blast talking about it, making fun of it. So I imagine if we were actively making fun of it while watching it. Yeah, that's true. Could be fun. You guys are pretty generous because the number that came to mind for me right away is two. Because <laughs> I just can't think of any reason to give it a higher number. And that, honestly, that's your that's your right. <laughs> <laughs> that is your right. Um, I will say if you're high, I would, you, to build on Hannah, I, I would drink, but I would get one person in the room high and just watch their reactions. <laughs> just like, oh yeah, no, no, no. The tornado has a face. Yeah. Yeah. And superpowers apparently. So at the very end of the podcast, we ask questions about like, how Disney is this movie? Now this comes from a long history of adding questions. So we, um, 
there's no right or wrong answer. They're all open to interpretation. And um, we'll focus on the ones that make the most sense with this movie. So question one, is there anyone? And if so, who in this movie has narc energy? The, the, perhaps the wives at the party? Mm. Maybe, but I mean, they were so right at the end of it, you know? <laughs> you know who has narc energy? That car he drove up in. That, oh. that weird, like, Fisher-Price adult car. Yeah. And I love in the 90s and, like, 80s when futuristic cars sounded like... Oh, wild. Uh, how about you, Claire? Anybody have uh, narc energy? Well, I guess just the way they were all dressed at the party in, like, their patriotic, like, 4th of July gear... It could have been any, anyone could have been hiding, any narc could have been hiding among them. Yeah. But no one specific is coming to mind. I give it to the kid. Um, <laughs> so if you could replace anybody in this movie with Rosie O'Donnell and another person with Danny DeVito, Whoa. who would you replace? I'll go first to give you some time to think. Okay. Um, I am going to replace, honestly, I'm going to replace the alien with Danny DeVito immediately. And then I replace um, uh, Tim Robbins with Rosie O'Donnell because I think some of the delivery of those quips would be funnier. I was thinking Tim Robbins for Rosie O'Donnell as well. I just felt like she could play that role. Yeah. Danny DeVito though. I, okay, maybe Don Cheadle. Honestly, yeah. I want to see Danny DeVito have, uh, having lost his mind for 30 seconds. I also love the idea of them walking into that greenhouse and you just see, you know, like when they film things in a movie where someone's running but they don't want to show it right away? Mm-hmm. But because Danny DeVito is so much significantly shorter that it's just like little plant leaves rush, rustling and stuff. <laughs> that's so funny that's good I just don't want I think I don't want to take Don Cheadle out of this movie is my problem because well I don't want to take him out and and I guess you know both don't have to be true but he was probably my favorite part of this yeah I was thinking Rosie O'Donnell as the alien um oh yeah just just for the energy that she would bring to it and then is Tim Robbins the one who froze, who took yeah. his top off? Danny DeVito as him, because I, the way that we got to see his frozen body floating for a second, I would like to see Danny DeVito in, in that form. It would also be cool to see Danny DeVito trying to like grab that other spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> and also like Rosie's, the face that's in the side of Mars is just Rosie O'Donnell's face. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> And then last question we will ask before we wrap this hot pot up is going to be um, if the main character, and this is wild, if the main characters weren't hot, would this story even happen? I am going to say it could still happen because, I mean, there is a lot of sexual energy at that barbecue, but other than that, it's like a the only time there's sexual energy, it's aggressive and bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that they were all conventionally attractive people, but I wasn't watching it like, you know, it wasn't Ad Astra. We're not watching Brad Pitt fall down the thing. No. We're watching uh, Tim Robbins open his own helmet in space. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't actually ever occur to me that the main characters were hot. (laughs) Yeah. No. It did occur to me that they were um, dumb for (laughs) astronauts. (laughs) For astronauts, they're making a lot of simple mistakes. In 2020, astronauts don't have to be smart. Hey, they really don't. Oh, so then that brings us to the end of this movie. Would you give any advice to another adult who was going to sit down and watch this movie for the first time? Or what advice would that be? Mm. I would say... One, good luck finding it. (laughs) (laughs) Two, um, you know, broad strokes. Don't worry about the details. You will only be upset the more you pay attention. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. Patience. Patience is a good one. Yeah. And it might not be, you just, you have the patience and you might not be rewarded for it but it's necessary that you have it. It's a good exercise in patience. Yes. <laughs> You'll be proud of yourself after you've exercised that patience. <laughs> yeah. I would say just, just go in knowing that it's two hours long. Yeah. And then, God bless. And then you won't be wondering how much longer is this going <laughs> to on my screen for because you know <laughs> we started it we said this can't be longer than an hour and a half it's a disney movie God. yeah well, who decided all movies need to be two hours and when did that start yeah well who i think yeah. did uh um james cameron with the titanic oh my god we just saw the batman not too long ago oh, and i want it's so long it's a it's very good and people are right to love it but it does not need to be that long. No movie needs to be that long. No, it needs to be a series. If it's gonna be over an hour and 45 minutes, it needs to be a series. Mm-hmm. Even if that series is four 30 minute episodes, I don't care. Yeah, I'm aligned I, with that. Heartedly agree. Yeah, and of the two hours of this movie, an hour of it is people standing around waiting for somebody to make a move. Yeah, yes. just kind of wondering. Yeah, oh, wild. Well, thank you both so much for watching this movie with me and discussing it. Thank, Thank you, you for inviting us to. This was fun. Oh fun. my God, we'll have to do it again with a movie that's not this. <laughs> yeah, I would say I, I have no regrets from watching it. I'm glad I did, despite no, me, everything I've said. And I will say I did bring it up during, ori- I, I host orientation at my work and there were a bunch of strangers in the room and I was just like, hey, I got to process something together, you guys. <laughs> I watched a movie and here's the plot. <laughs> a bunch of people go to Mars. They get killed by... A tornado with a face then more people to go to save them they die along the way as well and then we find out that actually mars has a big spaceship the shape of a face and they populated earth what the fuck what the fuck yeah what when you laid t- out like that it sounds pretty pretty crazy pretty interesting really honestly maybe we're being too harsh maybe it's a masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this was 
fun to talk about. I think if we watched a movie we loved, to praise it for an hour would have been fun as well. But it's so fun to talk about bad movies. It really is. I love a stinker on this pod. Nothing's worse than and the worst, the absolute worst. And anybody who listens to this podcast knows because we get people who write in. Whenever we are kind of like so-so on a movie... No, people do not like that. They like us to either love it or hate it. And uh-huh. this was a snooze fest. It was. Oh, there is one more, one last question that we skipped over. But does the villain's death involve falling? Which most, I feel like uh, all deaths in this movie involve either falling or exploding in their suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to hit stop recording now. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is thetridentnetwork.com. And also, don't forget to follow Disney Adult on Instagram at at disney.adult.podcast.